Super Talk Mississippi media production. Did you know Toyota Brookhaven has sold more new vehicles the last two years than any other dealership in southwest Mississippi? Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. But today, I have a familiar face in the studio with me. I got my friend and co-host, Amia Edwards. Hi there. She is actress extraordinaire. She's also the founder of, of Amable Arts Foundation. We're going to yes. get into that later. Um, and we thought we would just sort of look back over our first season of our podcast, Tired of the Wait, mm-hmm. and reflect and then look forward to... A new year. A new year, a new season, literally. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's kind of nice how that ran down. Um, so I think we've, I think 13, 14 episodes by now. Wow. This all started with you and I's idea, you and I's, great grammar. <laughs> We're called that in the new year. Um, idea of sort of having um, a vulnerable conversation, or I guess an authentic, about wellness and sort of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, If I start and say, looking back over our first season, I would say the biggest thing I've learned is that even though we're all in different boats of wellness, on a wellness journey, we're all in the same storm of trying to figure it out and where we fit in and that everybody wants to be healthy and that it's still the question that remains. I think that everybody wants answered, but that I don't know if there is an answer is what does healthy look like? Right. And I think that's the million-dollar question that I'm almost positive now doesn't have a concrete answer. There is no concrete answer. And for me, I think my biggest lesson I've learned is uh, no matter what, we're all spiritual beings having a physical experience. And whilst we're having this spirit, excuse me, this physical experience, we need to cherish every day in our being. So although our beings may not be what we want them to be, God has graced us with these gifts. So although I may not be a perfect size, whatever, thank God I'm able to walk. I have all my limbs. I'm able to run in measured. It's okay. (laughs) But the knees bend and they walk. Right. Mm -hmm. And while I'm able to do that, I'm going to give them glory for that and not worry about, but why don't I look like this? And, you know, I'm able to get out of my car. I'm able to open doors, literally and mentally, you know, and that's what my biggest take back is. So although I thank him for this body, And I'm grateful for it, but I'm also at a place where I'm always working to maintain it. 
meaning not necessarily working towards this goal that's so elusive, right? But more so as to, okay, for me to be here longer, I've got to do some cardio. I've got to maintain these muscle fibers. I've got to give my body nutrients. So that's... Caring what, for yourself yeah, in a different wellness. perspective. Yeah, and not saying, oh, don't eat this because you need to lose this to get this dressing. I'm, I'm, I'm not there anymore or not today. But... It's a that's, season. Yeah, it yeah, comes. That's, yeah. My, that's my biggest take back that you rip away... If the Lord says it's time for me to go home tomorrow, I know that he knows my heart. I know that he knows I've worked for him. And I honestly don't think, as my loved ones, if they're looking at me in a casket, they're not going to say, oh, she was plus size. No. Right? Or, yeah. And, um, because, and nowhere, again, back in the Bible, nowhere in the Bible... Does it say this person was fat, this person was thin, this woman had this look? Because to God, it doesn't matter. It never mattered. Never. And never sort of will we matter. We don't know what Eve looks like. No, we don't. Mm -mm. Um, you know, and that goes back to so many of our listeners have tired of the wait. It was the first time they started grappling with this idea that I could care for myself without having to worry about changing my outward form as being sort of a metric for that. And I found, I, got, I took great pride in that, or not pride, but like it made me happy because that's when you discover true wellness. And I mm -hmm. feel like for many, as we're moving into the season of particularly New Year's resolutions, and there are some hard truths that are facing Mississippi in terms of health. We do lead the nation in diabetes. Mm -hmm. We do right up there with heart disease. And so those are lifestyle factors we need to grapple with. But we need to detach our self-worth or the fact that we're being punished um, if we ended up with one of the or that we did something wrong. You know, if you if you are managing diabetes or you do have high cholesterol and just sort of look at square in the face as, OK, I've got tools in my tool belt. Let's attack this. I want to be healthier. I don't care what the outcome is in terms of body shape or size mm -hmm. i just want my ticker to keep ticking i want my blood sugar to be stable right and then move on with my life so mm -hmm. the rest of there's more to life mm -hmm. than just chasing down the rabbit of wellness and i think for some of you who choose miss an unmanagement particularly men i think some of it is you know that there's more to life than a pair of skinny jeans you're kind of over that right but i need you to like reel back and go I know you don't worry about what you look like, but mm -hmm. let's worry about being here for your family. Let's yes. let that motivate you, right? Mm -hmm. Where women are almost opposite. We're more totally. obsessed about what we look like. Mm -hmm. We could care less if what we choose to do impacts our health, just to be honest, most of us. Um, we would give up, you know, probably five five years of our life if we could live <laughs> 50 of it at our desired weight. But, oh, my goodness. You know, that's, and that's something that's, to sort of ponder. Yeah. But, um, but you know, and then it's like, okay, you, you can let go of needing to look that way. Again, it's all about taking care of yourself so you can live the best ride, you know, sort of here. Mm -hmm. And it's a shift in mindset for mm -hmm. sure. But isn't that interesting? You just brought that to my foremind is that we'll do that. We would sacrifice that. But God calls us to sacrifice so much more. But we'll sacrifice, we'll, we'll fast on certain foods and items to get to a certain goal. But a lot of us, and I, I'm, I'm ministering to myself, when he's asking for certain sacrifices 
just because this is what he says in the word. I'm so hesitant. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be painful right. or it's going to be uncomfortable. Oh, I'm or- looking at, you know, if, if you're a tither, I don't know if you, I used to be guilty. What they going to do with it? You it doesn't know, matter what they're going to do. It's not, that's not my business. <laughs> yeah. Right? But if you told me that I could be, and I, I don't know why I'm obsessed with Fashion Nova. It is just where I be. But if you could tell me I could be in a Fashion Nova large for the rest of my life, but maybe five years would be gone, I'd be like, well... And that's crazy. Now, let's be honest, like five years of good life, because yeah. there's some that get to the end in the last years, you're like, shoot, shave that off because mm-hmm. it's not quality of life. But I'm talking, I'm assuming you would be able to still get up, move, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily be bedridden or any of, or necessarily yeah. that. But I mean, that, and I would say if you, if you answered that, like I would give up five quality years of my life to spend 50 of it in you know the body of my choice Mm -hmm. assuming you have an able body right there's a lot of assumptions to that um i think you need to listen to our podcast yes (laughs) but i also think that like let that kind of be a little bit of a wake-up call why is that why you know like Mm -hmm. why would you give up five years for something that you're almost not guaranteed those that are walking around in the figure that you feel like you want they could lose it at any moment as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you could lose your ability to walk or your eyesight or, you know, there mm-hmm. could be a lot of traumas that could happen to take away the thing that you desperately, you know, want, which mm-hmm. would be, you know, a, a, a physical change versus a true healthy change. Yeah, and then it's just, I don't know why we as women, we we equivalent thin to happy. Right. Well, we're sold that. Mm, have true. you ever seen, and I thought about you the other day, Amia, mm-hmm. and everybody else, um, have you ever seen an angry or unhappy wellness commercial? Like, a, like, have you ever, like, they all look so dang Yeah, they're never happy. like, dang it, I got six pack. <laughs> right? Like, they all yeah. look happy. Like, they have no worries. Like, they have every, they're frolicking in the sun. Yeah. Their kids even look happy. Their well, marriages look happy. Did you happy. see that Abercrombie and Fitch uh, documentary on Netflix? Uh, yes. Like, they made a billion-dollar brand just off selling abs. Right, that were unattainable for a certain genetic makeup. Yeah, and 16. Yes. Yeah, but it's a thing in America. It's a thing of the world. And we're charged to not live of this Oh, and isn't that so hard? But you've got better things to worry about. I mean, you're rocking it not just on the podcast with me, Tired of the Wave, but you're also rocking it with your Animal Arts Foundation. We're going to dive into all the good things she's got going and more coming up next.
come back to good things. Don't forget, you can listen to us. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. We're continuing our conversation today with my friend and podcast host, Tired of the Wait. With Tired of the Wait. That's not her name. Her name's Mia Edwards. (laughs) 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 Um, When you're not doing that or sort of on your wellness journey and inspiring others, you are running your foundation, um, Amable Amable Arts. I always say Amable, sorry. Amable Arts Foundation. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's go to the beginning. I know you've shared with us sort of your story and background as an actress, but I think it's, you know, it's good to be reminded and I think you do I think you do God's work in in the schools with what you're doing. Thank so, you. when um start I know when you started act, let's go back to the timeline. Okay. What came when did Amable ins, insert into your idea? Like when did you come up with the idea of this foundation? Uh the foundation's been now 4 years in the making and we've been uh, productive and active in the community now two years two years mm-hmm. so but this was four years in the making so yes. go back for time hop back four <laughs> years ago gosh that would be 2018 oh my god that's pre-pandemic yeah it's like take a minute there what right. was going on right going on then what did you see gap missing in public education particularly here in the metro central mississippi that you felt like your foundation could help bridge well, I am over the theater ministry at my church, and, you know, I, I'm an actress, and I started getting um, bookings and auditions, and so many parents would inbox me on social media wanting to know, how do I get my baby started in this industry? They want to act. They want to explore it. And so I um, I was asked to do classes, and I, I don't I don't think I'm qualified to give individual classes, but I'll be more than happy to expose the babies to this art medium and any art medium that I can help them introduce be introduced to. So that's the Amable Arts Foundation. Um, we started up our first year. We were at five schools at, with Jackson Public Schools. We were at, uh, excuse me, six. We were at four high schools and two middle schools. And our middle schools, we did the play, the whiz, the musical. And what I quickly learned is a lot of kids are shy, but they want to be in the industry. So I introduced them on how to build sets. I introduced them. uh, One of them wanted to be the director of the play. And they had to learn how to make critical thinking skills fast and quietly, as I always have to stress to them. But uh, they learn. Also, it, it helped with their reading skills. It also helped with their math skills because, all right, this scene can only be 10 minutes. We got to hurry up. How much longer we got? And so that's one way I learned that it's not just arts as opposed to being creative. It's really we're showing them careers that they can have. And also... Um, it was so cool to see them excited to hold a drill to build the uh, house that falls on the uh, Wicked Witch, right? So our There's uh, so many layers to this yes. onion that, like, you don't... When you think about, oh, why would they want to get up on stage and just, you know, rehearse some silly lines, like, when you really start stop and think about theater, like, all the, that goes into it, that mm-hmm. sort of they get... Um, an opportunity to be a part of. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, now now go way back of me, <laughs> like me and you both, we're, we're about the same age, yeah. um, to school. Like, we had, we did not have a theater department 
um, my my Terry circa of two whenever I graduated. But we always had in in elementary and middle school for sure. We had like Christmas holiday or at least one play. They called yes. them plays mm-hmm. back in the day, right? And I don't remember. I don't know. If schools just do that anymore without uh, yeah. a dedicated. Yeah, some schools still have a dedicated theater club, and that's usually your English teacher who takes it on. But these days, I'm seeing that happening in very few campuses because a lot of these, especially teachers, in public school, especially because I will say I took the kid, I took my girl, uh, two of my oldest and a friend to go see um, Phantom of the Opera mm-hmm. at one of the uh, well, it was Jack. I'll give them, I'll give them props. It was Jackson Prep. Um, of course, it's a different. They've got plenty of backing there, mm-hmm. um, and I thought, wow, like we don't, I don't think our schools do mm-hmm. anything like that. But mm-hmm. it was a full blown like Broadway to their, you know, yeah, to the height in which they Broadway. could do it. Yeah. yeah, so they learn mics, they learn the importance of how to staging, turn them, all of that. And our high school kids, they uh, to keep them um, focused. Because I can easily lose them with a play doing every day. Because in high school with the J- JPS, a lot of these kids have jobs. They've got to go. So we introduced short films to them. So they each had to write, direct, star in, and market their own short film. And they have to attend these master classes. Like I said, with my auditions and networking in my career, I asked individuals, hey, can you come and teach these kids about screenwriting? Can you teach them how to make a really good uh, makeup scar? and what tools they need to buy for their film. And so they attend these master classes all while uh, preparing for their film. And then we go to the convention center downtown, and we have a film festival, Friday night film festival debut for them. And they talk about introduce their film in five minutes. And they, at the end of the year, all of us, including the middle and high school, we compete for best actress, best screenplay. Who votes on that? The people from the master classes and the teachers that we work that they work with every day. So that some that have it's not just a popularity contest among the kids, I guess. Absolutely not. Yeah. It, it and our first Amable Awards, everyone that won an award, all the kids stood up and clapped for them. Oh. So it was not. Uh, it was definitely not a popularity contest. Our um, our Scarecrow won Best Actor, and. He he's not a popular kid at school, and he told me this. He just said, "I'm not gonna win. They don't like me." And I just said, mm. "And I don't I don't want to vote because I the, I'm right. not with them every day." So um, when he um, when his name was called, he couldn't believe it. But I saw his performance. When I tell you that baby watched Michael Jackson perform The Wiz and he embodied him, he fell down. He he kept his body. It was it was enamoring to see him and he was clearly inspired and this year he wants to direct and this year we're doing Willy Wonka in a Chocolate Factory. Yes. <laughs> the golden ticket. Yes. They are so excited about that right now. Again, it's always important for me to uh, introduce and go along with some scholastics. So they're reading Willy Wonka in a Chocolate Factory and then they're going to compare it to the actual screenplay. Then we're going to read the screenplay. So they'll read the book, the screenplay and now we're going to do the play and present it ourselves. But one thing the kids have asked me to add their own special flair to it. 
And the will it, when the Oompa Loompas come out, can we do step shows? Oh, <gasps> isn't that amazing? And it's 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 so cool because that's them owning it. Yeah, that's them having a creative outlet, and they and recognize that they have the freedom within the arts to make changes or to do something different. Yes, yes, and that it's okay. And they're all wanting to style their green wigs themselves, and it's so it's gonna be fun. You know, when you're talking about the scarecrow who you said he was maybe a shy or maybe not the most popular. Mm-hmm. And you see that, too, like in a lot of, like, um, actresses and actors who get on interviews, they'll say that maybe they were a little bit of the weird or the oddball in school, yeah. right? They just needed their outlet. But now I'm thinking, okay, you're giving these kids an opportunity to go home and immerse themselves in something to practice. Mm-hmm. And that keeps them distracted in yes. a positive way. And, you know, when you think about, sure, sports is an easy, I look, I am pro sports. I will never diss sports here on good yeah. things. But I always like to promote that not all kids are into sports Absolutely. and that there are other avenues to get the same life skills that, you know, team sports provide. And, you know, one thing the parents do appreciate about structured sports is the fact that there's practice after school. There's things for them to go home and work on or skills mm-hmm. to technique. It does what? It keeps them busy. And at the end of the day, if they don't, even if they don't make it to the next level, they've spent their time doing something constructive instead of God knows what, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're reminding us, Amia, that theater, the arts, like, yes, can, it's needed. It's, can do that too. It yes. can fill every gap of that. Um, just in a different outlet. At the end of the day, in my personal opinion, there is no career out here that doesn't require some level of creativity and thinking outside of the box and problem solving. To succeed. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I, I hate to quote him, but Johnny Cochran could almost be, or uh, may he rest, could almost be a rapper. All those uh, <laughs> rap <laughs> rhymes he would come up with, right? Uh-huh. But it was full of critical thinking. It was full of... Um, Things to make the razzle-dazzle happen. And these kids, I'll never forget, We, um, if you're not familiar with the Wiz, it's very urban as opposed to the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz is in the forest. The Wiz is in, like, inner city. So we were in a place where we were like, how do we make the audience feel like they're in the inner city? So we had some of the kids who were singing the vocals. They came and said, well, Miss Amelia, can we wrap ourselves in do not cross signs? And we hold stop signs and yield signs and just kind of move them. And they were so excited. And they had coordinated this whole look. So the whole auditorium was full. So the show, the, the, the parents were absolutely immersed in the show. If your baby wasn't on the stage, your baby was on the sidelines holding up yield signs, showing Dorothy where to go. Which gives it a complete experience, which I know mm-hmm. for many of those parents, too. It gives them the opportunity to see their kids shine in yes. a different light, especially those kids who... Normally, even if the ones that are at home that want to be center of attention, now you see where if you funnel that energy in a positive way, mm-hmm. then they've got an outlet yes. um, for that. And even if they're not the star of the show, there is so many parts of theater that our kids can connect into. And so there's so many more parts of Mia's story. <laughs> We're going to get to that and more coming up next. Thank you. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. Don't forget, too, you can get us on the Supertalk Mississippi app. Hope you've downloaded that. And we're always on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. We're continuing our conversation today with my good friend, Amia Edwards. Hey she is my co-host of Tired of the Wait. And we just wrapped up season one. But she is gearing up for season three of the of, 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 of Amable. Amable. Three or four? It's five, six. <laughs> Technically, this will be our third uh, program with JPS. Uh, over the summer, we did a music writing and mu- music video producing uh, quick four-week program for the kids. And they specifically were assigned to talk about how they will combat crime in Jackson, Mississippi. So it was very challenging for them, and they had to compete. Uh, what age was this? This was uh, high school. We yeah. really didn't get many middle schoolers in this program. No, I understand. Uh, but uh, they really highlighted how they see the statistics. The statistics, I can never say that word. And the one young lady that won, her music video was called Can You See Me? And basically her song or her spoken word album was about the parents who may or may not have a record. And and she's asking them, can you see that I'm watching you? And she said that so many times she came up with the beat herself. She came up with the own lyrics. She cut it herself. She made her own album cover. It was really, it was really. You know, when you think about like there's so many people uh, who want to point the finger at those who still choose to live in Jackson. And I know mm-hmm. Jackson's got a lot of complicated issues and it's going to take, you know, a lot of, of coming together of adults to work together to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we forget that the large population in Jackson are kids who don't have a choice to live there. Like the choice was made regardless of what you you think about their parents' choice or their parents to be there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. The fact is they don't get a say in what their zip code is. And so they're living there Mm -hmm. and they're they're seeing everything too and that has an impact. Mm -hmm. It, It I think we have to remember out of the mouth of babes, right? And we have they they have to watch us, and they they don't have a choice. And mom and dad sometimes don't have a choice, but that's the point of school is not only to educate them, but also to give life skills and introduce them to other cultures and ideas and outlets yes. for their. You know, you would be if if. You would be frustrated, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, adults are frustrated, so the kids are going to be frustrated about, you know, certain situations. They're not immune to it. Right. And so to provide them sort of that that outlet. Now, you made it a foundation for a reason. What, what was your purpose for the foundation part? Well, the foundation, definitely I want to not only stick to just acting. I also want to, uh, of course, we need help from the community to do this. But eventually, I want there to be an amiable arts center where kids who can't afford instruments want to play in the band maybe we can help them get a refurbished instrument and somewhere to practice so if they feel like they can't really practice because mama keeps telling them to be quiet because she works overnight you can come to the amable arts center or maybe you want to be in culinary arts we can learn that here or maybe you want to write a book and you want to be around other kids who want to write a book so i really want there to be a safe haven for kids who are who have this creative spark but don't know where to Again, I go back to, oh my gosh, it sounds like so many communities, not knocking them at all, but that sort of lean to the basketball courts and the tennis courts and Mm -hmm. all of that. And it's like, again, not not anything wrong with that. 
but here you are having the vision to maybe provide something similar. Yes. But gears more to, mm-hmm. you know, like um, just the creative, the, the art side. Yeah. Imagine somewhere in the urban city where you could go and get piano lessons and a child could learn piano lessons. How come this child couldn't be the next Alicia Keys or Liberace or whoever? You know, it's just we just have to introduce them to these things as outside of test taking, test taking, which is so important. But also, I think we're losing. I know we as a culture are losing the importance of hobby. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's everybody. Mm-hmm. It's it's so important to have a quiet time. That's because, not on your thumbs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, you could uh, use your thumbs for you piano can. and all the other drawing, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm talking about losing our kids' hobbies are starting to become their their digital personalities. If they aren't sport, exactly, and exactly. that's scary. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm uh, as a nutritionist. I'm sure you understand. I really want to introduce culinary arts oh, because yeah. I'm just shocked that the parents nor children know really how to cook. And that even goes to my generation who. You know, I have a lot of of girlfriends who it's just it skipped them and they got so wrapped up and busy. Mm -hmm. We can boil water. I mean, we can do Mm -hmm. like the basic things. And these things used to be in school. But, you know, beyond that, we're definitely no Martha Stewart's these days. Homemade used to be in school. Like we have kids that don't know how to iron and I'm I'm not homemade, but at least I can help you (laughs) with culinary arts. You know, and so you can learn the importance of colors on your plate, just like you have the colors. And then have the empowerment to make the meal yourself. It's kind of like, you know, when you teach the back, you get them excited about cooking, then they get excited about what's going on the plate. Yeah. Instead of like backing it in, you go Mm -hmm. from it from like the other perspective and then giving them the opportunity to be to flourish with flavors and spices and different cuisines. And um, before you know it, they're finding value in quality foods versus just, you know, um, eating for the sake of, you know, eating. And even if it's soul food, like still homemade mac and cheese and turnip greens and fried chicken at the end of the day is going to be a more quality meal than always getting it out of a box, frozen, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so... um, Absolutely. And and what I love about what we're doing is we're exposing the underexposed. Like uh, like I said, I'm over in the theater ministry at my church, and we just did the Nutcracker. I remixed the Nutcracker for the kids to understand. They always knew that they saw a Nutcracker around Christmas time, but they didn't understand it. So we sat down and we made the parallels between the Nutcracker and Jesus. In the land of sweets, and what the land of sweets really is kind of like a symbol of, and Sierra and the choices she makes. Sierra and Clara are the same person. She's Sierra in our land of, uh, in our Nutcracker. But they were so, we had ballerinas, we had, we had the Russian dance, and they were understanding that it really is about how Jesus is all over the world and accepts all cultures. And this, uh, we had a hip hop. Dance. We had all these, and they were understanding why the Nutcracker was important at Christmas time. So that's one thing I'm determined to do is to expose the underexposed, or sometimes they probably feel forgotten to arts that they knew the songs, but that they have meetings, but they didn't know where it came from. Right, and now they do, and now they know when to be in queue. And so they, it was just really good. So that's what I love doing is uh, definitely not 
like I keep saying, exposing exposing them to cultures and different things, but also introducing them to possible careers for themselves. So they'll know, okay, I don't have to just be a lawyer. I don't have to just say these things. I know I want to be a set designer. I want to be a fashion designer. I want to... Makeup artist. Anything. Lights, camera, options. You know, another person I need to connect you with okay. um, is the, the great folks at DMI, which is... Um, Oh, man. I forgot what the D stands for. But it's um, Institute, Management Institute. Oh, I'm going to remember the D. I'll look through it when we go to break. Okay. But it's a Delta State. And okay. they just won national recognition for their um, music industry uh, uh, industries. So, I mean, but it's talking about sound. It's talking about audio. It's talking about all the jobs because um, theater and arts is similar to, like, the music industry. So many feel like... If I'm not the lead singer right. or play the bass or the you know an instrument, then I don't have a job in in the music industry. And that's the furthest, furthest thing. thing from the well, that's just like us here on Good Things right now. Shoot, I mean, yeah, we're running our mouth, but if mm -hmm. it wasn't for Rhino and all the producers pushing the buttons and keeping us sounding right and the technicians that keep us on air and mm -hmm. all of that, um, this wouldn't be happening, right? I mean, and, and I think our kids don't get to see that, you know. When we were in school, you used to have days where you'd visit places to work. And that's just becoming very rare, mm -hmm. right? And kids don't know that they have these options. And I think, too, is it Heinz Community College that's got the film? They do. Whatever mm -hmm. um, that, uh, you know, kids just need to know that it doesn't have to be sort of your standard. And even if you go in just in curiosity, I mean, there's a lot of people... Who go to like Bell Havens for art, to, like in, interested in the arts, but then they're getting also other degrees. Like they're yes. keeping their hobby, you know, mm -hmm. with it. And then I look too at the woman who's teaching my daughter um, EJ ballet. She was a longtime dancer, and now she's supplementing her family's income by teaching smaller children a few mm -hmm. nights a week, and she's still getting to like absorb her hobby and move her body and have that sort of outlet. I think I think as a society we've got to stop thinking that. If we're not number one or most popular or most famous or winning world records, then it doesn't matter. Yes. It can still enrich our life, even where no matter where we sort of fall on the creative yes. cultural scale or like in terms of popularity. All right, I agree you should stick with us. We got a little bit more with Amia coming up next. to good things i hope you have a good time today getting to know my friend amia a little bit better she's my co-host we're tired of the weight podcast by the way you can get that wherever you listen to podcasts especially as we're moving into a new year man 2023 right around the corner that's scary <laughs> i don't know why it just feels like futuristic to me but here we are um 2023 and uh yeah and so i want you to share it with whoever is on a wellness journey wherever they are in their life 
let them lead them to the podcast and then let the chips fall where where they yes. may if um because i think there's something in there for everybody yeah but your amable arts foundation this this is going to take community effort yes and i definitely is, need help all the time <laughs> and um uh, so how can we help please reach out to me i'm at amia a-m-i-a at amiaedwards.com and i'm always looking for community support Always looking for uh, props, help kids. If you want to help mentor kids on how to build things, let's let's look up. And um, the kids are always costumes ready. and costumes makeup and makeup and you know music. another one of yours because I know you you've got this great vision and we're going to speak it into existence mm-hmm. of doing this street orchestra. Yes, the street symphony. Uh, the street symphony. What's mm-hmm. the difference in an orchestra and a I symphony? I have no idea. I probably need to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> but street symphony. Yes. Where did this idea come from? Well, I just heard that it's very getting very hard to recruit kids to want to play string instruments. So what I am hopefully working on, well, I am working on and hopefully we'll get it executed, is to get a hip-hop artist that the kids love. They learn the instrumentational version of this artist's song, and then we'll have the artist come and they perform a symphony-like song. I love that song, and they have to dress in their tuxedos and be real bougie, but of course, still respecting their culture and where side of town they come from. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think that's cool. So, if someone listening is a string instructor, yes, or a string musician, all of that. Then, and you would like to be a part of that, please. Then I think that's really cool too. And Let's what's your up. what's your email again or Amia. best way? Yeah, Amia at dot com. And I think that would be that would be beautiful. I'm sitting here thinking, and now I can't remember who it was, but it's an iconic band. It wasn't the Beatles, but it's somebody similar. And someone's going to text in, I know. And, and but it was rock music. They were just legends in rock. And um, oh, it's going to bug me. But anyway, a I get who leads the orchestra. Was Beethoven, not no, Beethoven, no, Maestro. Maestro. <laughs> Beethoven was pretty. But they, he was inspired listening and so took all of their music and made it into a symphony. Mm-hmm. And um, hearing those songs mixed with, like, you know, a different, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. So I think that's a really, that's a really cool thing. Yeah, that's a goal for us. That's, that's why I definitely had to expand the program and just not, not just film and um, theater, but definitely all of it because ultimately music is still part of film and theater. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. For those that, have children interested or we've sort of at least thrown them the bone of what theater could or could be for their kids maybe they're not in the central area you know we're listening all over here um, on good things what would be like one or two steps for them to get their kids in like exposed if they're if their school doesn't have a theater program um still reach out to me and let's see how we can connect you so definitely and uh, my number um is 601-675-AMIA you can also just call me. You would have that number. <laughs> I do. So let's link up. And um, I definitely just want the kids uh, to stay invested in the arts. We have to save music, save creativity in our youth. And I think, too, props to you because you've had quite the career. I mean, I know we didn't spend much time talking about all your accolades, <laughs> but you are a SAG artist. Did I say that correctly? Yes, I have, I'm a Screen Actors Guild, a member of the Screen Actors Guild. Yes, I am. And um, you're, you are the product of being of someone who just got exposed 
or I guess you may have chosen your your actress career with a little more gusto earlier had well, you been exposed earlier. No, but. I am a product of Clinton Public Schools. Yes. And they had a cooperative education program. I wanted to be in news. So Miss Barbie Ferguson helped me get in touch with uh, Melissa Pace. Melissa Pace. Was it Melissa? Yeah. Was it Pace? I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> um, and I went up there, 17 years old, asked for an internship. Internship became a part-time job, and eventually I was full-time at WLBT by the time I graduated college at Jackson State. So that was how I got in. So I just want to give the kids the same or similar experience or opportunity to get outside of the classroom exposure. I think, too, we'll leave with you this today is if you come across a kid who may be interested in whatever it is that you do or that you see that you can help in any way of just pointing them in, a, in the right direction, you never know what that little bit of intentionality of encouragement or bridging one gap uh, for them could could mean for them in their future career. Mm -hmm. It's an email. It's connecting them online with somebody, giving a word of encouragement. I mean, it mm -hmm. just means the world. And so, all right, it means the world, too, of what you're doing with Amable Arts. So real quick, remind us where we go if we want to find out more. Uh, AmableArts.com, not .org, excuse me, AmiaEdwards.com, or just, like I said, call me, 601 675 Amelia. Alrighty. Stick with us. We got more for you up next. You've got sports talk from three to six. And Rhino and I'll meet you back here tomorrow at two. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Mississippi Media Production.